your eyes to the skies. It's time for Spaced Out on 95PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Josh, are you there, mate? Kia ora. how's it going? It's Cheers, good, man. it's good. Um, how's it all going at the Stardome? Is it, how far away are we from school holidays? You'll know for sure. Uh, I think we're two weeks from school holidays, uh, and we are five days from opening. So, um, yeah, it's all go. We're on track to open on Monday, which is very exciting. All right. What are the what are the finishing touches happening at the Stardome? Uh, last thing that's going in is uh, the models, so the planets, solar systems, projections, um, the graphics, the things that are going up on the wall. But everything, all the hardware is basically there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that's coming in tomorrow. So, yeah, that'll be really nice to kind of see it come together, which is very exciting. Do you still have a piece of the moon? Um, we do, and I've, I've redesigned uh, the display for that. So it still is in the gallery. Um, mm. We've got our moon rock. And we also still have our Mars rock, so yeah, it's it, to get those do, do they both stay in the safe till the last minute? Um, yeah, oh, it's an arbitrary safe. It was more yeah. like a cupboard. Um, <laughs> don't say that, mate. Don't say that. You've already had the um, bit off the telescope stolen, <laughs> the, the so don't say. Of... No, get that's you know wrapped in a chain and there's lasers guarding it. That might set off an alarm and all that jazz. I mean, we did have, like, the asteroids in, like, a, um, it was supposed to be, like, a temperature-humidity-controlled drink, mm. um, but I don't think it works very well because it's yeah. still was slightly rusty, but don't tell anyone. Okay. All right. All right. So, five days, f- sorry, five days away from opening. Five days, yep. My yes. Best. Yes. Now, you have sent us a story this, uh, this afternoon about, uh, I'm assuming it is the James Webb Telescope looking deep in space and mm. has uh, seen some incredibly impressive uh, ice is it water jets yeah, from Saturn's geysers, moons yeah. or from one of Saturn's moons I'm going to have to get you to pronounce the name of the moon <laughs> it's called Enceladus Enceladus yeah okay yeah so um, this is a yeah basically a report came out from the Webb Space Telescope about Enceladus um, now we've known that there's been these ice geysers or jets for about 15 years um, so that itself isn't news but what we found is because you know, Webb has such a powerful and large scope of space. Um, we've discovered that these these geysers of ice water around Saturn from this moon um, are like almost ten thousand kilometers off the moon into space. So They're massive. The photo from the huge, James Webb yeah. is like it's a say. Imagine people, it's a moon, and it's got like almost like a blaster shooting out of it, almost a quarter of its size. Yeah, and it's and it's massive, and it's from this really small moon, and it's interesting because this jet that's coming out of this moon, as the moon goes around Saturn, um, it's actually creating, it's called the E-ring, so it's this really faint ring, we can't really see it from Earth, but it's this huge kind of donut-shaped ring of ice water that's just mm. orbiting around Saturn, and it's from these geysers. Um, and I did a little calculation, because, you know, you imagine a geyser like down in Bostador or here in New Zealand, yeah. they're what, you know, 10, 15 metres tall, these geysers being 10,000 um, roughly k's high. That's equivalent from a geyser erupting in Auckland and a plume of water going to Los Angeles. Wow! So it's, it's incredibly huge, um, and we've never kind of understood the scope of how big these are. Because um, you know we've had close-ups of these geysers from spacecraft that orbit Saturn, um, but we never had that kind of wider picture of how big these things really go. Yes. Um, and yeah, we've we've been able to give us that view, which is really cool. How, just in comparison to our moon, how big is Enceladus? Um, it's really small. It's something like 
to maybe 300 kilometers, I believe, across. Like, okay. a, you know, roughly comparable to the North Island. So it's a really, really small moon. Mm. Um, but despite its, you know, really small size, it's one of those really interesting moons. You know, there's a couple in the solar system. Um, you know, Jupiter's got Europa, which is quite similar, and Titan and Saturn with an atmosphere. Um, but Enceladus is tiny. It's a really small moon in the Wait, scale. Wait, there's a moon with an atmosphere? Yeah, so one of um, just, uh, Saturn's other moons called Titan, which is yep. the largest, uh, second largest moon, it has an atmosphere. Um, but it's not, it's not breathable yet. It's not like Earth. Okay. It's made of mostly uh, you know, things we can't breathe, essentially. It's right. very cold, but it does have an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, to, I mean, to see you know, active geology from a moon so small is quite surprising, and it's really impressive that you know, we find them every single time we look. And now the, the plumes of these ice geysers that are shooting out into space... The sheer size of them from the photo would make one mm. think that it will run out of water pretty soon. How long, well, has, it been, the, how long yeah. has it been shooting out these massive geysers? I mean, we, we've only known um, about them since I think about 2005. So this is, you know, 15, 17 years. Yeah. Um, so not that long. But, you know, I, I think it's another thing to note that the volume of water, it's not a huge amount. Mm. Um, I think I saw a calculation. It's, it would fill like an Olympic pool within a few hours. Okay. Um, which is still impressive, but I yeah I think we just happen to be you know observing this moon at a time when it is geologically active. Yes. Um, as to what's replenishing that water, you know we we don't understand those processes just yeah. yet. We'll probably have to send you know more spacecraft to get a closer view because mm-hmm. um the one that we did have there yeah retired about five years ago. What's inside? I mean, is it just water inside? Is it hot in there? Why is it shooting a geyser? Yeah, it's it's we kind of have a few theories. The biggest one is basically they're kind of similar to geysers on Earth where there's some type of heat being produced within mm. the moon which is causing them to erupt. Um, but what we do know is, you know, what it is shooting out, it's not boiling water like on Earth. Yeah. It's frozen water. So we're talking, it's essentially just ice particles that are being shot up into space. Mm. Um, but, you know, that's obviously interesting because it's water. And within those ice particles, we know that there's organic molecules. So there's kind of the building blocks of life um, that we have mm. detected in them. So it's, mm. it's a really fascinating place. And it's kind of one of the top targets for scientists to, um, to get back to and get a closer look at them. Holy moly. Wow. Now, I mean, our moon. Does that have a hot core? <laughs> does it have a what? Hot core. Um, it does. It's not as hot as you know Earth or anything. I mean, mm. our moon's pretty geologically dead. Yes. Um, it does have really small moonquakes, so there is movement within the moon's core. But um, you know, in comparison to like Enceladus, our moon's pretty boring in comparison. Okay. All right. Now, um, in other news, Josh, recently a gentleman in the US has come out. Um, saying that the U.S. government is withholding information that they have on UAP, UFO, spacecraft yeah. in their position. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many times do we hear this? Well, <laughs> we're in the zone now because we've had a few confirmed reports where the government, the U.S. government has admitted that they don't know what these aerial phenomenon are, uh, um. and now someone's come out saying there are aliens. Yeah, and I, I read the article actually. It's, it's interesting to note because it's often, you know, you get official sources, so the Pentagon or NASA or whoever, mm. um, saying that there are things that they have observed that they've got video of and that they've obviously released to the public that they don't know what it is. Um, whereas I think these recent claims are more saying, no, they actually have what it is. Um, they just haven't actually come out to say that they have, you know, a supposed spacecraft. And it's, you know, it's really hard to verify these things because. Um, 
it's, it's just it's overly hard to verify things on your human account. You know, even if they work for a certain agency. Um, and I also read that somewhere in this article, the guy actually said he never saw anything. He didn't actually see a spacecraft or, you know. This is the one yet. thing that also yeah. kind of got me a little bit because he's like, I haven't seen it. I've actually not seen it. And I was like, yeah. mm, it, you know, coming in that hot, being so convinced, but. Yeah. So you kind of, you're relying on this kind of arbitrary hand, hand witness accounts or, mm. you know, he or she said something. Um, so that it's just really hard to verify these things. And, you know, I'd love to say that, oh, yeah, they found a spacecraft or something. But I think that would be, you know, really unlikely. And I think a lot of what they have said about, you know, we don't know what these things are. It's really true. I mean, there's lots of, um, you know, confirmed sightings of things where official organizations can't explain them. Mm. Um, but as to, you know, do I think that this sounds, you know, a, an intact alien spacecraft like these people kind of, Probably not. I think the chance of that is extremely unlikely. Um, and I also think, even if they had, I think it would be next to impossible to keep that under wraps for so many years. You reckon? You know, the, yeah. Well, the more people, the more people that know something statistically, it's it's essentially impossible for humans to <laughs> to basically lie. Yes. Um, to you know hide these things, it becomes really impossible. Um, and until we see like you know definitive proof, which again I would love to see. Um, there's just there's just not much we can you know say about these stories. Okay, all right. Keeping your cards pretty close to your chest, <laughs> your chest there, Josh. Yeah, and I'm and I'm confirming I have not confirmed anything. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's no like um, secret network between all the star domes around the planet where they're like actually. No, oh, look, look I, guys, I, it's I've been accused. It's I've leaking. Been <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit above my pay grade, but I promise I know nothing. Okay, all right. Okay, Josh, uh, now two weeks away from school holidays, what's on the agenda for the school holidays? Anything special? Uh, any more information about the Matariki stuff which you've got coming up? Yes, we've, um, yeah, school holidays coming up, so we've got a lot of shows out. We're doing a thing with um, an awesome organisation called Brainplay. Um, so they're kind of like a cool tech, kids' use um, type organisation, so we're doing a bit of a collab with them for some special sessions. So those can be booked on the website. Um, and, yeah, we've got our Matariki shows, which are up. Um, and we're still confirming what we'll be doing on the day of Matariki, but um, I believe that we're going to have kind of an open day, the same that we did last year, um, so people can come and go and just, yeah, enjoy our shows here. But that should be up probably by the end of the week. Um, but, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. Awesome. Josh, hey, thank you very much. We shall check in with you in a fortnight's time. All right. Speak to you then. Bye. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.